hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Wrestling With The Truth. I am BC Hunter, sitting here with the nightmare, Jay Myers. Jay, how you doing today? I am doing a wonderful... Uh, <laughs> shout out to Mr. Wonderful himself, Paul Andorff. Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, coming straight at you from the hashtag blanket booth. Yep. We, uh, we were trying to find uh, think of another creative way to... Uh, Reference the old WWE uh, television studio setting, but uh, Blanket Booth has its own uh, iconic feel going forward, I think. Exactly. So uh, <laughs> today we, we thought we'd bring a topic. Actually, Jay came up with this idea, and I, and I do like it because there's a lot of debate about what's going on right now. But basically the state of NXT and how we see NXT as far as, I guess, the hierarchy of uh, the WWE versus how possibly Vince McMahon sees it although we don't we can't say we know for sure but I mean uh, we what we assume. what it feels like uh, versus what Triple H or whoever would feel oh, about yeah. so I think it's a really good topic and it, it's uh, timely with what's going on after we what we witnessed with you know some of the call-ups that have happened yeah. so uh, so I'll, I'll kind of let you work into sure. this uh, Jay so because this is kind of your baby yeah, just for reference, I think, uh, de- depending on when we get this one out, um, j- recent call-ups have um, not gone over super well. And I think specifically, Karrion Cross, in my opinion, just completely got the, the rug swept from under his feet uh, on his recent Raw debut. Um, and then just in, in general, sort of the vibe you seem to get through the last six months recently, or but even the last two, three years of call-ups, right? I mean, I think we need multiple hands and feet to count how many people really should have been successful on the main roster that have not turned out to be. And I think we can count on one hand how many have. And I think you could even count Finn as a kind of a flop, to be honest. he, you, I wouldn't have thought that at the beginning, but the way they ended up booking him and sort of uh, the way he sort of, for all intents and purposes, wanted to leave and go back to NXT, like that should have been telling right there. But I, I, to me, the only people that have truly come out and been successful have been Kevin Owens, have been Sami Zayn, um, Drew Counts, I guess, but not really. Like even Bobby Roode has sort of fizzled. I think he had some some hot fire. Nakamura fizzled but is now back on the on sort of a, a good sense um Samoa Joe was at one point was released recently so I think that's pretty telling um <laughs> uh, Baron Corbin has been great so I'll give him credit there but I mean I think more recently some of the call-ups just have felt really shoved down the wrong direction or forced at like even even just the name changes or the the gimmick changes or they're gonna they're gonna do this they're gonna do that it's like why that whole adage like it ain't broke you know what i mean like it it was hugely successful that's the reason you're bringing them up and then you're just gonna go change it i I don't know i just don't get it so um and i mean um, there's many more examples of of things that have happened that were nxt main roster related but to me it's just it doesn't feel like nxt matters at all it doesn't feel like there's any importance given to it as a significant brand and i I truly don't think vince by who by Vince, okay. I, I think. Sorry, by Vince. Sorry, I should preface that. Great, great pronouns, catch. pal. <laughs> yes, sorry. Great catch, Vince McMahon himself. I don't believe, and maybe it's his writing team and his producers and his agents too. But I don't believe Vince feels like NXT is anything that he needs to care about. So far as to say that 
the the fans' opinion of said NXT would matter on the main roster. I think he sees it truly still as a get them polished, get them development time in front of the camera, get them used to the WWE way of things and all that good stuff, which I think we would we could all argue that that's not NXT is not even a WWE way of things. Like they do it they do it AEW style. Like they they definitely have a, a more gorilla feel to their show. So I don't know. I just you mentioned earlier, I can't put my head in Vince McMahon's shoes or in, in uh, uh, my head in his head. But I, and I don't know if I want to, but I can't explain how things have, for the most part, it's not everything. And people are going to be like, oh, this person was this. And yeah, there's been some, there's been some nuances in there. But I think for the most part, people would generally agree. Most guys have had lackluster runs on the main roster from a hugely successful NXT run. Throw Ricochet in there too. Mm-hmm. Dude should be should be super huge over, and it's not from a lack of fan appreciation or fan um, like investment. It's 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 Vince's investment in my opinion. So I don't know. I don't know what it is, and that's why I sort of thought it might be a good thing to talk about from different perspectives, from Vince's perspective. Maybe there is a good reason why he does some things he does from Triple H's perspective as it's basically his baby he he sort of has full reign on it from what i understand uh, from Sean's perspective now being being there and and from everything you see on the network produced documentaries and stuff he's he's heavily invested in in the the NXT stuff now from fans perspective right like the thing i think Vince fails to realize sometimes and, and i love the man he's a genius but what he fails to realize sometimes is the impact that his decisions have with the fans. He likes to think that we can just forget about things or, ah, we'll change this because you, they won't think about it anyway. And But that's not how it works. We, we, we remember how much you, you buried this guy or that guy. Or we remembered how Keith Lee is and probably will be a, a monumental flop on the main roster. Like... We remember that you made him change his gear. We remember that you made him change his, his entrance music. We remember all that. We remember that you made one of the most badass powerhouse tag teams in the Ascension basically look like pieces of shit on the main roster. For, that was a strange one. For really early on, to be mm-hmm. honest. Same goes for the for the War Raiders. Why couldn't they just be the War Raiders? I, I don't understand how Viking Warriors or Viking Raiders is anything really different than the War Raiders. But... As better the, than the Viking experience. Or Viking experience from for the first day, <laughs> yeah. and then they. But like it's to me, like why do you have to tinker with it? Why do you have to put your stamp on it when when there was nothing wrong with it happening? But he he obviously doesn't see it that way, and I. So it's just to me, it's where is all this coming from, and where do you see the future of NXT, and and where do they go from here? If if we're seeing it, and the fans are seeing it, and the interwebs is blowing up about it. You can't tell me that Triple H and Hunter aren't feeling it too. You know what I mean? So I guess the first thing that we have to to figure out here is what is NXT? Is NXT the third brand or is it developmental? I don't... To me, now it's a third brand. Mm-hmm. But I don't... That's. I think that just goes right back to my point. I don't think that Vince sees it as the third brand. He doesn't treat it as such, anyway. I think me asking that question, it brings up an important point. We've never been told what it is. No, that's a great point. We've never been told it's a third brand, or we've we've never been told it's a developmental territory for him. Correct me if I'm wrong, maybe we have, but I mean, Mm. I'm sure there's going to be somebody out there that's going to go on March 4th of this year that, that they mention them. 
But to me, it should be pretty clear to me which it is. And they may call it NXT brand, but I'm with you. I don't think they do. Now, the implication that it shows up on pay-per-views and has matches every now and again, mm-hmm. and, and maybe that does, but... I mean, it's coupled in with the yeah. weekends that they have. Yeah. WrestleMania, they usually have a takeover. SummerSlam, they have a takeover. So it feels like it's it's an extension of WWE, but it feels like it's its own brand, but, but then you, it feels like it's a... Yeah. When people move over, it doesn't feel like they're moving That's know, what I was just going to say. It feels like they're called they're up. They're called up, and then yeah. they call them WWE. So they don't reference WWE for them until they get to the main roster. No, and then it's, it's not WWE, WWE NXT. It's right. just it's NXT. NXT. So I think that... And NXT UK. Yeah, and that, to me, furthers the point that they don't see it as an actual extension of a brand. They see it as they the step up to the brand. And then once you're there, then we can count you in the records as WWE. Right. So for me, personally, just from my experience with it and viewing it, to me, and this I say this not being a knock on NXT, I consider NXT a developmental, almost like a territory. And that's not in a bad way because it feels like people come up to the WWE. Now, what I'll, what I'll say about that is, is that NXT in the product that they're putting out have managed to elevate themselves to be just as good as yeah. the WWE product in by being unique. So yeah. they themselves have elevated them to a third brand status, but I think officially they're at not, the heart yeah. of the matter, I think it's a developmental. I no, I, listen. You don't I, see you don't see it going two ways. You don't it, see guys going or girls going. Well, you have, you have a, Finn, a couple. A Cesaro couple. guys have showed up, and so it would be hard to argue that take. The only thing I will say, and I will try to argue it, <laughs> but um, what I will say is the perception that it's that it's not on the main roster level is one. No, I have a perception that it's on the main yeah. roster level now. I, I feel like they they've. Made but, themselves. Again. But what do you what what do you think makes it not a brand? I guess I'll put that back on you. Again, it feels like people get called up to the. Or are they just being rock. traded? Right. I mean. But I haven't seen trades. That's the thing. Like you see a couple. Like you see, well, I have seen a couple. They just people did go one. Down. I guess Mandy, Mandy just got traded. Right. Yeah. Okay, so there that's you go. A, that's a no, that's a valid point. Though. There hasn't been many trades. Right. To me, though. Watching the product, I watch it as it's it's a it's another it's brand. brand. But yeah. I, I think also I give them a little slack if the product, if say if they have some uh, botches or maybe the production doesn't seem to be as good. Because I think to myself, well, I'll give them some slack yeah, because they're not, not the SmackDown show, yeah. or Raw. So it's it's it, kind of a double edged sword. It's a, it, no, it's a good good take. I don't I don't see it any different than I'm watching Raw, I'm watching SmackDown, and I'm watching NXT. Yeah, that is for sure. That is how I for see sure. it. Mm-hmm. Your points are valid. It does feel like you're getting, quote-unquote, called up to mm-hmm. the main roster. So in that sense, perhaps. But it's not like it's not like AAA baseball and MLB. That's my argument against it. No. Because I, I AAA like... baseball and MLB has a clear divide mm-hmm. and a clear delineation between... Or for us Canadians, uh, uh, you know, junior hockey AHL versus, yeah. versus uh, NHL. Or yeah, right? HL, I guess yeah. is a better comparison. But so that's my argument in, in saying that it, it actually isn't truly a development anymore. It started out that way. And I think it, it there was a lot of green getting experience for these green workers. But I would argue that that's more relevant if you're seeing only guys that come from the PC, from the ground up, trained, and then they show up on TV. That's not what we're getting. We're getting seasoned, sure. independent wrestlers who have yet to sort of make it to the WWE umbrella otherwise, coming in day one, that's not developmental to me, man. Like, that that means you, it's it's another 
promotion in and of itself, right? Which I think you're saying that it is, but I guess all I'm saying is what makes it, I guess, what would define it as developmental outside of the sense or the perception that you're being quote unquote called up. Yeah. Other than that, there's nothing that makes it feel developmental to well, me. I, I'd say the stripped down versions of things, uh, venues I, and stuff. I'll give know, you that. The not as many pay views. But, it, uh, but again, in that you, sense, wouldn't AEW then be considered developmental in some aspects because they don't run the same venues that WWE does? No, because because they're they're a separate entity. That and that's the, the that's the stuff. Fair, fair. No different. Than, honestly, when I was watching AEW last week, it, I just felt a, a nitro vibe to them, and it's yeah. just they're just being different, is yeah. what I feel like. And, that's not a and now, and now they're starting to hit bigger venues like the Arthur Ashe yeah. Stadium and stuff like that. Yeah, the, the stripped down stuff, the venues, the production isn't quite the same. And, but they're also fooling around with some production stuff down there, which they can. It's yeah. almost like, okay, let's, let's give this a try. Stuff, yeah. You know, that, that type of thing. They're obviously, they're not on Fox or USA, right? Well, no, they are. NXT's on plays on USA. Oh, week. sorry. Yes. They, yeah. yeah, they're on. But yeah, so it just, to me, I almost feel like Vince is using it. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't be calling him Vince. He's Mr. McMahon. <laughs> but uh, but he, he, he's using it. And I, I, this is stupid for me to say he, because um, I'm trying to look into the mind of this person. But I get the feeling that he looks at it. This is almost like a cool down place for somebody to say who's, an indie darling or an impact darling, because I don't consider impact indie. No. I, I consider it a prom- major yeah. promotion. But it's like almost like a cool down where we're going to bring this person in. We're going to just rub that indie stuff, that stuff off, off them, them. Yeah. and let them cool down a bit. And they're going to start getting, you know, they're going to get some push down there. And then we'll bring them up to the roster and we'll completely either <laughs> gonna get so over that we have to go with that character like Kevin Owens. Yeah. Or we're going to completely change the character, and, and who cares? You know, yeah. like like Baron Corbin. Well, that's a good that's take. That's the sense that that's I get from take. it. Now, to me, like I say, I think they have worked themselves up to be just as good a brand as at least Raw right what, now. Could you not argue, though, that the NXT fans and sort of faithful are far more passionate than the main roster fans will be? Yeah, well, that's, that's a double-edged sword. It's kind of like saying that the... Uh, the WCW Saturday Night fans were just as passionate, <laughs> but they were they were paid people that were coming in and getting applause signs, right? So no, I don't mean like in their venue. I just mean like globally. Like there's oh, I would equate NXT fans to be like AEW yeah. fans, where they're yeah. where they're very diehard. And for to it. me, that's the only like there's just and everything you're saying makes perfect sense. But to me, there's too many factors disputing the fact that it could be developed, like like the fandom, like the. They're on USA, like the level of takeovers they've had in Barclays Center and all that stuff. Yep. That, to me, does not scream... Developmental, to me, screams minor leagues. Mm -hmm. It screams not the pros. I don't know, and that's my and only point. I'm not arguing that point. Yeah. I, I think they, that, that's what I'm saying. I think they've risen to, to But they're still to popularity. Okay, I'll, I'll do it this way. They've risen to a popularity, although the, the TV ratings, unfortunately, don't equal out yeah. to that. But but as far as when you see, for instance, the takeover, they've risen to the same popularity as the WWE yeah. in that case. I would argue too, as far as the rosters, yeah, they, they've had some pretty big misses with some people, and uh, I'd say out of the the rosters, it's probably the women have a better run. Yeah, that's going true. to the main quote unquote main roster. Yeah. than the men have. Like you, you look at the four, the four horse women, you know. <laughs> All of them have been successful. Yeah, right? you, like I, I just pulled up the the SmackDown and Raw rosters to have a quick like Bianca Belair, yeah. right? Carmella was yeah. from down there. 
who else? Um, Liv Morgan. Well, Bailey would have been before she got hurt. Well, she's four horsewomen, right? Oh, Paige. Yeah, fair, yeah, Paige was another one. She yeah. was an NXT grad. Then you've got the actual, the recent call up with Shotzi and Tegan. Yeah. So that's going to take some time. So I think the women have definitely, and that's just looking at the SmackDown roster. I could go to the uh, the well, Raw roster we as well. Nikki. Nikki, yeah, exactly. Nikki, who else would be there on Raw? Uh, Alexa, Alexa, yeah, Asuka, yep, uh, pretty much the entire Naya. women's roster. Yeah. Dana Brooke was down, yeah, there. and I Naya. actually enjoyed Dana Brooke when she was down in NXT. Yeah, that's a that's a good good point. I've, I hadn't kind of thought of it from the women versus men perspective. Yeah, that seems to be Lacey the case. Evans is another yeah, one before she went out. Yeah, that's it. No, Mandy really... didn't Mandy come from there? Or, or did... yeah, she was never really on TV. I don't think in NXT, but she did come from the performance. Center. Nia Jax yeah. is another. Shayna is another one. And now Rhea, of course, and you've got people that have been misused on the top, but most of the women have. That's a really solid take. I hadn't really looked at it from the women versus men. There seems to be more of a uh, propensity for the men to be stalled out for whatever reason. So, so you compare that to the men, and there, and that's where you really see the misses. I mean, Miro, you know, although you could say for a while there he had a great run. Another woman, Lana. Yeah. And she came and she was great on the roster. Jesus, I forgot about Miro, to be honest. You know, now, he had a great run, but then start, they, they yeah. just forgot about him. Yeah. Uh, and now he's he's succeeding in, in AEW. But, you know, I, I look at some of the men. I that, mean, look, Big Cass. We talked about Big Cass a lot on the Slammiversary episode. Enzo. Enzo and Big Cass. Yeah. Came in. The, now, that was one where they actually did let them be who they were, and it was highly successful. But then again, they like to tinker. They like to get in there. They like to do some things. And they like to... So, I don't know. But as I look at the roster, too, I'm thinking... I think people forget. They they, they associate them with the, quote-unquote, main roster so much. They forget a lot of these people did go through NXT. So, you got Damian Priest. Yeah. Uh, Drew was in NXT. Yeah, I, that's what but I But he was main roster to start off with Yeah, back I don't really count Drew as that because yeah. he was there for a cup of coffee. Elias. He yeah. was NXT. You got Who I never really saw wrestle in NXT, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you mentioned the the Raiders as yeah. well. Oh, they're still showing Jason Jordan on the roster. <laughs> I think which he's is, a producer. He's a producer. Yeah. yeah, Riker was was yeah. NXT. Ginger was never. No, he was no. He was, he was in the title match, the first yeah. ever title, but he was main roster. Yeah, uh, Keith Lee, of course. Yeah, and that you could you could argue there's a ball drop there. Mason T Bar, of course, and <laughs> I don't even consider them. Ali was he. Nope, no. I don't believe so. Okay, so, so that's he was two hundred five. So, yeah. if you count the two hundred five tournament, but this young fellow, I don't recognize him. Randy Orton. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. Our, our Irish aerial assassin Rick O'Shea. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he was. Uh, Riddick Moss is still showing the roster. That's kind of hilarious. Really? Riddle, another NXT guy. Yeah. The Fiend, technically, he was Bray Wyatt down NXT. Until they ruined him. Yeah, I'll give you that. Um, so yeah, and then Xavier was didn't Xavier spend a yep, little time? Xavier down there? Woods was definitely uh, pretty pretty big. He came. Do you remember when Woods first came up? He was um, with the uh, Funkasaurus. What was his name? Right. Uh, yeah, that's right. So uh, he wasn't that. The New Day didn't. The New Day did not happen. The New that's Day true. happened on the main roster. So though, there's a success there's story, a win. And of course, yeah, Big that's, E as that's well, true. right? But uh, and then see, on the, I would argue Big E was totally fine as the Big E from NXT. He was Dolph's kind of bodyguard there for a while. He won the IC belt. Like I, I didn't think he'd been, he he didn't need the New Day, but obviously it worked out in the end for him. And then I look at you know on, on the SmackDown roster, so you have the Street Profits. Yeah. That, that so and you could argue they've done all right. Apollo was down there as well. 
And that I feel like Apollo truly was what I just said, like almost like a cool down or yeah. get that indie off him because they wanted him up there because he's talented, right? Yeah. Big E, Gable was down, and oh, man, such a shame that Jason Jordan yeah, got know. hurt because I loved him. That American was a great Alpha. tag team. Cesaro, didn't he go NXT no, he, to start off with? He was never on the roster, but he would show up every now and again. Okay, in the matches, okay. Yeah. Graves, of course. Yeah. Um, you know Finn, who's back and forth. Yeah. Owens, of course. Uh, who else? Uh, oh, Otis and Tucker yep. at the time, but and then Bobby Roode, Sammy, uh, Shinsuke was down there yep. to start off with. And I again, I feel that was just let's let's get the age, the New Japan yeah. dust off him, and uh, that's pretty much it. So it's it's kind of funny. You could argue the women have far excelled yeah. over the men, and almost the tag teams have kind of done better. It seems like the That's single true. people Street are... Profits, War Raiders, yeah. So, yeah, what do you think is behind that? Like, why do you think, the, especially the women, because women have certainly done well. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't... I can't put my finger on it. Maybe it's just circumstance. Maybe it's just happenstance i guess maybe that's a better term for it but maybe it's because somebody else is producing the women's division maybe like maybe vince i don't know that to be true but i think i've heard he's less involved with the booking in the women's side so maybe that plays a factor um because i believe fit finley is very much involved in the women's um he was as far as i knew yeah i don't know if he still is but i don't know and and you know what you go through that list and maybe we're making a big deal about something that really isn't a big deal but i think there is still something there i'm agreeing with you because yeah there people are definitely at the very least he tinkers with stuff that doesn't need to be tinkered whether it's even entrances or gear or whatever i just or changing names when it's not really necessary like that stuff he's definitely Vince has definitely been prone to do. And and, and the thing we gotta remember too, wrestling audiences are kind of here and now type yeah. of thing. Like so to see Cross, what happened with Cross, we're just oh. like this is insane. He always does that, but back it up just for a minute. Even if the results and the match itself from Cross, the fact that Scarlet doesn't come with them yeah. completely, for all intents and purposes, chops his balls off for the entrance. Right? Yeah. Like that was his whole entrance. Was his his counterpart was Scarlet. Like that made the entire entrance, including the smoke and the crescendo of the music and all that stuff. That's all with Scarlet involved that entrance looked like a bag of milk you know what i mean like it was like what this is an undefeated nxt champion like just walking to the ring like which which as well is kind of ironic because remember that's exactly what cole said to him adam cole like what was uh, it a weaker good point so was there a burial going on there it was it was just weird that, that i just hated every single second of that yeah. segment and um you pe- you pointed it out and i missed it skimming through the commercials they actually could have avoided even showing him debuting that was another flop from the get-go like why do you got to promote that one yeah maybe they knew in advance it was going to be shitty so like i don't know like nothing against jeff hardy but unless this thing turns into hogan andre like it's a complete waste of a win <laughs> you know what i mean like I don't know. I don't like anything about it. Cross can't like it. I have read, and again, it's all rumors and innuendos, but the NXT roster did not like it at all, considering they just put that man over for how many weeks in a row? Like Johnny Gargano, uh, Kyle O'Reilly. How many people did he fucking run through to become the beast that he was? And he goes and loses on a bloody roll-up to Jeff Hardy? Are you kidding me? 
Like, it just screams Vince McMahon does not give a shit. It, it screams to me, oh, yeah, fans, you want to see this? Haha, <laughs> I got something for you, you motherfucker. You know what I mean? And, like, here you go. Here's what you're going to get. Like, So, Jay, show me on the Vince McMahon doll. <laughs> <laughs> Because this is hurting you deep here, but no, I, I, I get what you, know you mean. What I'm saying? It, it just no, felt like he, a he's been burial. he's done that before, yeah. where he almost out of spite says, "Nah, no, 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 we're not doing this." <laughs> you, you like that? I mean? You like the yeah? toy? You, you want to? Okay. Uh, this is I'm going to show yeah. you here. And, Dusty, put some polka dots. Yeah, on. <laughs> and how could we not feel that that was the case with this? Like the man destroyed the entire roster for months, undefeated. Yeah, remember, undefeated. Yeah undefeated it's, and, it's like our moose argument from the from the prior episode yeah. where we said just just have him beat everybody yeah until you find somebody that should beat him and i know it's just wrestling and i know it's just booking and maybe it's going to go someplace but even even trying to be optimistic about it i'm seeing very little to be optimistic about that debut if he has scarlet and he has the lights go out and he's got the smoke show and he's got all that stuff okay a little different he got the pomp he got the circumstance he got all that 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 cool shit you know what i mean but he didn't even get that. I know. He doesn't have Scarlet. He looked like a he looked like nothing. He looked like a jobber, to be honest. Like he, they didn't make him look strong. I don't even think he got much offense in that that match. And and, and he's literally wearing the the NXT title. So yeah, which what does that make that again? Furthering to the point, does he even he just sees that as a prop? Probably he doesn't really care about that. I, I don't know. It just it that one of all of them. And it's the most recent one, so people are really up in arms about it. But when you hear the reaction that it got from the roster down there as well, saying like how much disrespect they felt from putting him over for that long, and like, and they, I'm sure they all were willing to do it, but they, they, they made that man look like a million bucks, and in two seconds, well, three, I guess, it's gone. And, and if I didn't know who Karrion Cross was, why the hell would I give a shit about him? You know what I mean? Like, I agree. Yeah. Why and- would I care? The irony of, too, stripping down all that stuff, that is such a main roster entrance. I know. It, it's it's like it's like Vince McMahon's dream. It might know? be the NXT version of that. It might be the best entrance in the business right now. Mm-hmm. You've got to throw Scarlet in there, though. You have yeah. to have her in there. Yeah. But with the like the crescendo of the music, and then he does the chess thing when it gets mm-hmm. louder, and the lyrics come in, it's like, man, it gives you goosebumps. And it's like Undertaker, in my opinion, it's Undertaker-esque. Like, I will give that the attention it deserves because it's that cool an entrance. Yeah, so... Meanwhile, he basically could have came out to Disco Inferno's music or something, probably. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Which is ironic since he was trained by Disco Inferno. <laughs> oh, was he actually? I yeah. I know that. Yeah, it just, it made no sense. And it, it felt, it almost felt like a punishment or something. Something And like maybe that. not even a punishment for Cross. Maybe it was a punishment for Trips. I, I don't know. Yeah. It just... And, and I see what they're doing down there, and they're doing a great job. They're putting on some great uh, shows. They're putting on great matches. They've got Sean down there helping coach on it. Yeah. They've got some great coaches down there. They've got they've got a lot of guys down there, too, who don't give two shits about being called up and want to just be NXT guys, and that's cool, too, right? And that's another thing to me that speaks to it being it's not a development. When guys don't want to leave, that's not a development anymore. That's 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 a new promotion, right? Maybe I'm wrong because you never know what these guys want. And, but a lot of these guys probably have decent deals. And doesn't Adam Cole really want to go up to the main roster and see what his cards are going to hold? I don't know. Maybe he does. But the man is is Mr. NXT right now. Why would he want to leave that? I can't see Vince McMahon being pleased about that either. That attitude that, that guys don't want to leave down there. But why? Uh, maybe. 
but that's his own fault if that's the case, right? No, they, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, especially after watching what just happened to Cross, yes. who's going to want to go up now? Well, even more so because let's let's be real, Vince is going to look at Cole and be like, meh, a little small. You know what I mean? Like, he's oh, probably going to yeah. say that to yeah. him, right? So, I mean, when they were standing face-to-face, Cross and Cole. Oh, I, mean, was... I don't know what's going on with Cole. Like his, yeah, again, he looks I am little, not man. one to talk about physique, so don't don't yeah, get it there. But, no, but he's a professional wrestler. His arms looked really. He did small. look. Like, he he to me, and I. There was a period of time where I wasn't. I was missing some things, but from when I last had saw him, I right away I was like, wait, what is up with Cole? Yeah, he looks it, a little off. It looks like it's like he's got injured or something yeah. and he's i don't know and and he's meanwhile never, he was never the biggest dude no but, but he, he had a little bit more yeah, uh, mass on the upper body yeah. yeah and and it's i mean he's got a great promo he's awesome in the oh, ring so he's amazing like i am a giant adam cole fan i hate that they broke up undisputed era but i'm a giant adam cole fan mm-hmm. but to me if i'm adam cole there's no way in hell i'm leaving there's no way in hell now he might not have a choice but i don't want to get called up yeah. If he's seen most recent examples of Keith Lee and Ricochet and guys that were legitimate main event every takeover, why would he want to, right? I mean, even Bobby Roode. Like, Roode was the champion there for, what did he have, two runs or just one run? But I think it was two, wasn't it? But, like, that entrance was prime for main yeah. roster. Yeah, for sure. And, and it was over. It was super over. And we got it for, what, half a year? Mm-hmm. And then they pivoted and he's buried and like we never see him again. You know what I mean? And now he's in a tag team, whatever. But Although I'll tell you, going back to our talk about Seth Rollins and Jomo working together in that uh, Money in the Bank, you put me together a stable with Seth, John Morrison, Miz, and the Dirty Dogs. Oh, that'd be phenomenal. Let them yeah. run roughshod over everything. Don't I get me wrong. So I, I really like Ziggler mm-hmm. and, and Rude together. It's yes. just what he was there and what mm-hmm. he is now, it doesn't compute, right? I mean, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't check out. Yeah, and, and again, Bobby Roode, another guy that fits the main roster look. He, to he's a got team. the experience. He's just, and, and yeah, we're kind we're of biased. homers because he's Canadian, although you hate him because he had velvet panties. <laughs> yes. but, uh, but yeah, and if you don't understand that, story Look, go back go back to episodes. Was it episode one that I think. might have been yeah <laughs> but uh the infamous velvet panty story hi folks good old dc here we just wanted to take a moment to say thank you for listening to this podcast we hope you are enjoying what you're hearing so far and that you decide to subscribe to wrestling with the truth we can be found on all platforms like itunes spotify stitcher or wherever you go to find your latest episodes And although we are not match rating marks, this is the one time we would appreciate a five-star review. As well, we can be found on both Twitter and Instagram under the handle at WWTTPod or at our website, www.wrestlingwiththetruthpodcast.com. We encourage interaction with all our listeners, so please feel free to email us questions or feedback at WWTT at WrestlingWithTheTruthPodcast.com. All right. I think that's enough self-promotion for one episode. So now, back to the show. I guess the question is, where do they go with NXT? Okay, so let's say we're allowed into the boardroom and make our suggestions. What should what should be done with NXT? Do you think, okay, actually, before we go that direction... Let me ask you this. I, I saw this online. I don't know. It's hard to put any <laughs> anything into credence into it. But somebody was mentioning that they felt like it was punishment because Vince might have expected NXT to be able to hold off AEW. 
and was disappointed that they never really did. Like right from the gate, they never really topped AEW. From a ratings perspective? From a ratings perspective, yeah. So I'd argue that's that's kind of hard to do considering what we're up against. They got yeah, TNT it's and, not, and. It's not really apples to apples. I know. And, I mean, they're on USA, yes, but maybe. I, to me, that's not an apples to apples argument because AEW is a full blown promotion with all of the resources behind it. NXT is not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not like it doesn't have money. It's not being delegated the full funds that, that AEW would have disposal of, right? Like from a production standpoint and venues and talent and all that stuff. And I'm going to sort of counter my own argument here, I guess. But also, AEW doesn't have to worry about actually developing people in a performance center because that still it falls under NXT, right? Like, I mean, And the show we see on TV every week is NXT, the, the show. Mm-hmm. But the performance center stuff is still going on behind the scenes where they're actually in school and in classes and all that stuff. To me, that's that's sort of now independent of the NXT brand and what I'll call it. Because the TV show we see has nothing to do with the, like those guys. They don't make it on TV now until they're really polished and developed and ready, right? Yep. Early days of NXT, I think there was a different. I think we saw a little more green people on, on the show and stuff. But yep. now we don't because there's true indie, indie stars. There's main roster stars there. There's established talent on the NXT show now. But AEW doesn't have to worry about that kind of element of training them and all that stuff. So... I don't know. Do you feel like the original... It was Full Sail, were they? Full Sail. It was up until the pandemic. Do you was, feel yeah. like the original Full Sail crowd might have hurt NXT a bit, where people seem like they're a lot more over than they may have been? Because that crowd was just kind of uh, crazy. I mean, I know where you're getting at, but I would say no, because they would still run Full Sail and run 20,000-seat arenas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In Barclay Center, or they went to Portland, or they went to Toronto. They had two massive takeovers in Toronto. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I so no i don't maybe ish but i don't think so because that wouldn't have held true if when they went on the road right so maybe it helped them perpetuate it for the road shows maybe um it's a solid point i don't know how that would be any different when they got to the main roster too though yeah it just it just i know that there might have been some what's the word for it false positives i guess from yeah the crowd's going bananas for Tyler Breeze, for yeah. example, but you knew that that act was not going to fit on the main roster. It would be a mid card, yeah, act. true. And but because of his size too, he's not going to be he's not going to be high shooting up the ranks, right? Um, versus you knew Enzo and Cass were over. <laughs> you yeah. just just watch them. You didn't even have to hear the crowd. Just watching them, and and, and they didn't have to work a match, no, but just. True. On the stick, you knew that those guys were over. And it, it did definitely, it showed on the main roster. Yeah. No, it did. No, it, yeah, it's a solid point. I, I hadn't I hadn't thought of it, but there is definitely some guys that perhaps did benefit from that really fired up crowd. I mean, that's, that's a super solid point. I was never a super big Tyler Breeze guy once he became that And I'm character. just using him as No, an but example, it's a good yeah. point. And Fandango would be the same idea because he came back down to NXT and really they they perfected that whole thing. And you think when he first came up to the roster, I mean, he got over because of his music. Yeah. You know, the, the whole crowd's doing the whole finger, finger thing. thing. But in the end, as there was no I hate there. to quote Bruce Prancher, but then the bell rang, right? Yeah. You know, and it, it just and not, not to put down Johnny Curtis as a, My as thing a wrestler, is a pretty good wrestler, he right? is. But for some reason, it just didn't the Fandango thing just didn't last. Yeah. But in it, going back down to NXT, it was great. No, that's it, true. You know, so I, and, well, that's a good point. Which leads to the point: 
Does it matter to you whether they're de developmental or considered a, a third brand? It doesn't unless it does. And by that, I mean, it doesn't matter to me if, if it doesn't have any impact on how they're treated when they do happen to go on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Mm -hmm. Because it would matter if they're looked at as developmental, then Vince thinks he has to change it, right? Or mm -hmm. they have. And so that I don't like. If it's not, if it's just treated as a brand, then they literally, just as if Orton went from Raw to SmackDown, they just let them go to the new show and they don't touch anything. They work them in a new angle. In my opinion, we're not getting that. We're not getting a hands-off approach. Um, and the guys that we could have tested that with never ended up in NXT, right? Like AJ Styles went straight to the main roster. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe, we got the same same Samoa Joe, so that was good. KO, you still got KO, we still got... Technically, you still got the same Bray Wyatt. Yeah, with the Wyatt family and yeah. stuff, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and I mean, Sami Zayn was the same. So, like, he has... Vince has proven that he's willing to do it. So, like, where's the barometer for him that says okay, this guy's X amount over, I won't diddle with the uh, character, right? Versus this guy, mm, no, I think I need to add a pew-pew to his entrance. and a, <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, what, like where's, that, where's that measuring stick? Or is it just simply, like the War Raiders, for instance. Like, I listened to them on Graves' podcast a long time ago, and they were okay with the Viking warriors and stuff like that. No, sorry, it was the, I was trying, because they came in to NXT and they changed their name right away because they were War Machine mm -hmm. in Ring of Honor, and which was a cool-ass name, let's be real. And then they tweaked it to War Raiders, which I think, when I, I think I'm remembering correctly, they said they were okay with the War Raiders thing because that was, I think they had that at some point sort of in their mind. But then, day one, Vince doesn't, apparently, and they were talking, and they had zero plans for them day one. They, I remember hearing kinda, this, and, it, and yeah. it, it struck me as like they were talking about how they went back to the office, and they're like, "Okay, like you're." They were called up, right, and then they just sat around, and they didn't have anybody tell them what they were doing. They ended up going back, and Vince is like, "Whatever," and oh, we're gonna call you the Viking Experience and all this stuff, and like they didn't have any other plans, right? And you yeah. knew that was the case, and clearly it was because they ended up changing the bloody name a week into it. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. It's just like it just doesn't seem to be any consistency, which is which is my biggest takeaway. And you you pulled out a lot of people in the roster that are success, and that so that's a bit counter to what I'm saying. But the vibe overall seems to be that Vincent Kennedy McMahon does not really care if they were really super popular in NXT, if they didn't have like an Elias, if they didn't have one single match on NXT, he doesn't care. He's got a look. He's got a thing. Bring them up. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. I just want it to be consistent. I just want them to just let the talent speak for itself. Right. And, and, that's and let's be frank. Like, like I, I, yeah, I did pull up the roster and that's, that's kind of not fair because there has been a lot of misses too. I yeah. mean, you know, like you said, the Ascension, the Forgotten Sons is another Sons. miss. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. Um, I, I wouldn't argue the Wyatt family because Brody and, and, yeah. and Rowan had a great run. They you know? did. But they, yeah, they did. I mean, I guess yeah. you just leave it out. They did. Yeah, exactly. But you could argue I Samoa think Joe. I think was Tyler Breeze and Fandango. Yeah. You, could, you could argue that. Samoa Joe, because he just didn't put him into yep, the matches the that right they should spots. have put him into. And then he ends up getting injured. And that's, again, not a slight on Samoa uh, Joe. Go back to Pac. Oh, yeah. That's one I forgot about. Pac. Perfect example yeah, there. Pac is a great example, right? Like He should have been, as demonstrated, the, the dude gets it. He probably, wrongly so, was lumped in with the 205 stuff. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we, we you pulled up the roster, but we're not even seeing all the misses, right? I mean, all the yeah. guys that, that, didn't, that didn't get a, a true run. 
all you have to look at is is a lot of the releases. That, and, that are and, guys and that are gone. Miro how being, many were Miro being a big one? Enzo and Cass. Who else is floating about that? Uh, Lana was one. Lana. There's some more. There's many, many, many women. Killian Dane. Killian Dane, great example. You know, the, how is that? How did that guy not fit the mold? Eric Young. We talked about yeah. Eric Young, right? I mean, that's that's another guy. Andrade. Dillinger. Dillinger, yes. Dillinger. Although I, I'm still not sold on Dillinger completely, but um, I do like me some Ty Dillinger. There's some <laughs> Sean Spears. But again, Andrade is another Andrade. One. Yeah. 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 I'm just going through some of them. Some of them are weaker, but. To not be able to capitalize on Miro, Andrade, to lose your steam with Samoa Joe, to lose your steam with Finn Balor. And I I know injuries happened as well with Finn Balor. And you got to recognize some other acts, too, that are ideal for that NXT setting. Like, a Tyler Breeze was over in that, right? Because with the model gimmick. And and, and I enjoyed it. I mean, it was was a throwback to the old days. Velveteen Dream. Does Velveteen Dream work on the main roster? I know he's not there now. Yeah, well, that's a whole whole other other thing. But, yeah, I don't know. It's just... Alistair Black. I mean... Oh, perfect one. How do we miss Alistair Black? Well, it's just you're trying to think of everything. Buddy Murphy. Yeah. You know, another one. I mean... There's a lot. Well, Be- Buddy Murphy and um, what's his name were in a tag. They were a great tag team. Oh, who's the other guy? Oh, he was in Forgotten Sons. Wesley Blake. Wesley Blake. They were. They should have been tag champions on the main roster. They were so good. There's more misses than hits. I think that's that's there the is. that's the yeah. moral of the story, right? And you, and you sit there and you go, why did they call them up? Like, what was yeah. what was what was your what was your thought process and, on that? And I don't know if we're ever going to get an answer. I think this was just a philosophical sort of conversation. Mm-hmm. But going it, forward, what, like, what would you like to see NXT be? I would love to truly see them be uh, autonomous. To be honest, like, yes. let Triple H, let Sean, let that team down there. Do whatever the hell they want and don't even slap the WWE logo on it. You know what I mean? Don't. I mean, they have to because of the USA Network and all that stuff probably promoting it. But that would be my like fantasy thing would be let them be an independent, autonomous functioning arm of that company. No different than they run NXT UK pretty much. Well, not really anymore, but whatever. Take what you will of some sort of subsidiary. Let it be a subsidiary and part of my French, don't fuck with it. You know what I mean? Like, just let it be. Like, just Two let F-bombs it be. Two F-bombs from you this I episode. I know, fired up. You are fired up. Fired up. That, Somebody that's, say that's, something about being fired up. <laughs> that's my That's my, That's my. my wish and hope. I don't think it's going to happen because there's There's too much interconnectedness from the, main, from the main WWE umbrella around money and all that stuff, right? But to me, it's it should just be, if you truly want to keep, compete with AEW, then take off that WWE logo on the turnbuckles then, right? And let it be NXT. Mm-hmm. I think that would help, to be honest. I got an interesting angle for you. Fantasy booking. Oh, here we go. What about you have a Mr. Levesque have a falling out with Mr. McMahon and says, that's it. I, I'm just sick of this. I'm taking NXT and we're done with WWE. Yeah, I know. It, we, haven't we seen this already? You'd have to work some logistics <laughs> around that to make it feel like it's believable. Yeah. But we're starting from scratch. The The roster's hap is, is coming. Yeah. Like, they walk out, whatever. But we're starting from scratch. We don't care. We don't need full sale. We don't need whatever. We're gritty. We're going to beat you. And, and then, then an internal battle kind of thing. Yeah. And, you know, you know, you might even have Vince saying, like, uh, yeah, whatever. How are you going to do that? And then maybe somebody, like, say, like, a Heyman walks into the room and, sh- and stands next to um, 
to Triple H, so he's going to be the booker or yeah. something like that. And then, you know, Stephanie sides with Triple H, and, and he's just like, I think we'll be all right. You know, and, yeah. and, and then you say, we're coming for you. You know, I'm going to prove to you that we are the better roster, we're the better bookers, whatever you want to call it, yeah. and have it become an actual angle where it's them versus. The main, the main. Because roster. forget about the AEW quote-unquote war. Yeah. That's, it's, that, yeah, we talked about it before. I just... Yeah, it, it'll it, never happen the way that people want it to happen. Probably exactly. Yeah. So, and to be fair, AEW shooting for the stars. They're shooting. They're shooting for shooting for the moon or to the moon. <laughs> they're like they're going. They're going big. They want. They want main roster competition. Yeah, right? exactly. Why and, wouldn't and, they? And they're and they're starting to gain I mean, traction. They and, they want they want to be up against me. Like they want all out to be mania level, right? So that's what they want. And we and we talked about. I think you made an excellent point in the uh, AEW episode that we did, where you said. It's not apples to apples. No. WWE is sports entertainment. AEW is taking the professional wrestling. Well, then maybe that's Triple H's yeah. uh, whole stance is, I'm we're done with sport, sports, entertainment. sports entertainment. Yeah. I want to be professional wrestling. Yeah, I really like that angle, actually. I mean, it, to my only hiccup with that is it's still, that's just storyline. It is, of course. It is. But... You could do it in a way. Maybe you start leaking articles out to some yeah. of these sheets. Make it feel more, more gorilla-like. Exactly, yeah. where it's like rumors having it that there's blow-ups, there's this, that, the other thing. There's, you know, definitely there's some animosity between them. There, You could even do... Uh, what was it called? GTV stuff or whatever, oh, yeah. where they're catching yeah. on security cameras like Vince and Hunter. I, in, in I think face. it's a great idea. I think it would be a f- fantastic storyline. My worry would be that Vince, like all storylines, would stop it prematurely and all that stuff. What about this? I'll throw this at you. Is there any scenario, and I'm talking reality, that you think John Paul Levesque could buy? NXT out from under the umbrella of WWE. Well, that's kind of the scenario I'm going with. Not in not in storyline. I'm saying oh, in, 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 in real, real life form. Because I actually thought about this today, and at first I was like, no, logistically they probably couldn't do it. But why couldn't they? Mm. Why couldn't they? It's not like they're running. I wouldn't think that they're they're not running. I mean, the performance center is probably a pretty hefty investment. But maybe maybe Triple H says, screw it. I'm just taking NXT on the road, and it's my own promotion now. To the Tulsa Armory. Yeah. but <laughs> And he just says, Vince, you deal with the Performance Center stuff, and yeah. you develop these guys. I'm done. I'm taking my NXT. We are NXT. I'm taking this, and I'm taking it on the road. And I'm, and it's now my my decisions, my promotion. We're getting rid of the WWE on your... On, like. So he'd have to leave WWE, basically. Basically, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that, saying it like or, that when you say he'd have to leave WWE, I'm, I'm now I'm thinking, well, he's never going to do that. Yeah, exactly. But it's got a bit of a tie. But why in not there. though? Like he could, if Sean convinces him enough, he might be able to. Again, we're under the assumption that there's really that's they're true. dissatisfied. That's true. May, this might be rolling along exactly like yeah, they wanted to be. You know, he might be quite. I don't happy. know. It was just something. I was like, why couldn't he just up and and now Vince would out of spite probably not sell it, but. But he probably could. He probably could buy it now. Yes, I mean that, certainly that's that's neat. and it's kind of where I'm going with the storyline yeah, angle. Uh, but yeah, or what if he just says, "Well, screw this. I'm going to buy uh, ROH or Impact yeah. or something like that." Now they're they're owned by some pretty pretty big companies. Pretty big companies. But what's their valuation right now? Oh, I oh, if Triple H and and I believe 
Mr. Uh, Paul has the money. No, sorry. I mean, what's what's impact's value? No, no, that's right what I, that's yeah. what I was getting at. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if Triple H came a knocking, I think Sinclair would gladly be like, "Oh, we'll listen to an offer for yeah. for this." You know what I mean? I don't think they have any desperate attachment to it. Now, Anthem, he has half the NXT roster right there. Right, in Impact exactly. right now. Yeah. Anthem and Impact might be a little different story because Impact feeds Anthem a hefty amount of their content. Right. Mm-hmm. Most of Anthem's television product now. Not most of it, I guess. Access has got a, a bunch of stuff. But anyway, there's a hefty portion of the content comes from Impact yep. versus Sinclair does not really get much from, from ROH. So. Yeah, so either or, you know, but whatever. Anyway, it's, a good, it's a good point. The biggest thing <laughs> that he's up against is leaving, WWE leaving, has... Leaving the WWE. Well, yeah. that, uh, being married to, to Vince's Paul, daughter, daughter. But also TV contracts. Yeah. But could, could a... Paul Levesque walk in and get a TV contract or something? I, I think he could. But there's also nothing to say that he doesn't buy whatever place he goes and decides to buy, and he gets the contract with the buyer. True, yeah. Right? I mean, I'm sure. Like, I, I, I cannot see... Um, I can't see an ROH or, or an Impact. They'd be crazy not to to say, yeah, we'll keep you on our TV, yeah, exactly. and you go ahead and you turn this into... You do what you want to do and uh, like make this the next NXT. Exactly, yeah. yeah. No, great. I think it's a really solid point, but uh, anyway, I mean, we're never going to solve this problem. I just To me, it's it's ultimately what's the end game, right, for NXT? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, because correct me if I'm wrong, they're not they're not considered in the draft, right? They, they don't draft no. separately or anything like that. I don't like believe that. so. So really, that, that tells you enough you need to know right there, but... They're involved in the quote unquote surprise call ups for after the right, the, yeah, the raw after mania and all that right. stuff. But it, it's not to me, it's not the same. And, and that furthers your point around they think it's development and it probably acts as development. And again, I don't have a problem because I don't care, I, I don't care what I'm watching. If, if it's good rest, I don't care if it's developmental or no, not. No, agreed. What agreed. I'm with you, I care if they're if it, destroying that character, right, if it changes things. If it, we get a carrying cross over and over and over again, now people are going to be like, well, you don't even know what they're going to do. Well, yeah, it's, I don't it's need, one week. It's I don't need week, to know, yeah. though. All I need to know is that they, they butchered him the first week. That's all I need to know. Mm-hmm. They may they may remedy this. That I will welcome that if they do. But I'm going to now have a hard time believing that they're going to remedy this after that after that disgrace of a debut and, and here's the thing no matter what they remedy it, it with so okay so maybe cross comes back next week and he is fired up and he destroys the entire roster or whatever okay fine why couldn't they have done that week yeah. one without making him look why weak? do you need to bring him down a peg to pull him up and like, why strip everything away? and he might come back and say listen i'm bringing my woman here whatever but why do all that yeah. like just work with what you've got it's, it's working as as we said, like that is an entrance that's going to translate onto the main roster more than anything. Agreed. So, so yeah, I, it doesn't make much sense. I, I just uh, it's hard to wrap your head around that decision making, to be honest. Yeah, but but in the end, for me, I don't care if it's developmental. I don't care if it's 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 main roster. I don't care what it is. If it's good fun wrestling, I mean, we talked about Great American Bash. What yeah. a fun pay per view that and was. And we're in agreement there. Yeah. And and I'm not saying it's going to prevent me from enjoying it. I'm just yeah. when I see those kind of things happen, and and I'm not alone in this thinking. I know that, but it's it's it makes you shake your head, and that is disappointing to me, right? Like that's especially when you see a character that's working, right? And now, and so just my last point on it. So now, how am I going to buy him again in NXT when he's down there this week, right? Like, and I and I missed. I haven't watched the show yet, but he's going to be, if he's going back and forth, 
how am I supposed to buy him as this dominant dude anymore, right? Like, you just got your ass beat in two minutes or whatever it was (laughs) by Jeff Hardy, right? No offense, but Jeff ain't... On a (laughs) roll-up. Yeah, (laughs) on a roll-up, like... Feet were on the ropes, though, weren't they? So not only did... Yeah, he did. He quote-unquote cheated, but it's still a roll-up. But, like... The vicious roll-up. Not only... Not only did he lose, not only did he not have Scarlet, not only did he not get, he he got made to look weak. So that hurts him in the moment. But not only that, it hurts him now going back to NXT, in my opinion. And even in the end, like I was happy to, they did the in-ring section with the uh, interviewer. Yeah. Which was like, okay, well, maybe they're trying to salvage it. But even that didn't kinda, even come off. It kind of buried yeah. him because he's staring down this interviewer. And the interviewer should have been backing off and just like, okay, uh, yeah. sorry I asked that question. But he just kind of stared back at him. Yeah. It's like, what the hell yeah, is going really... on? Like This this felt like the biggest burial that you'll yeah. ever Agreed. see. Agreed. And that, that's why I just, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to believe. that. I, I guess I'm losing faith in it going forward, I guess, is, uh, is the last thing I'll say in it. Yeah. And then, yeah, it would be nice to see, you know, somebody like, what we talked about a, a trip's taken <laughs> taken on a, a different thing, but I don't think we're going to see that yeah, ever. I, I don't, but, I don't either. But, but you know, you know maybe yeah. they get fed up enough that they're just like, "This is <laughs> this is ridiculous," yeah. you know. But yeah, we'll see. I mean, Vince has only got another fifty, sixty years. So. <laughs> 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 he'll be long, long, He'll be around longer well, than we are. So I that, think that's, that's fine. Completely but. true. Anyway, <laughs> so I mean, it's. A little bit of fantasy booking, yeah. A little bit of uh, frustration, a little yeah. venting, but you know, it's 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 an issue that's certainly in the news right now, and it's something that's worth a, a chat. So I'm glad we did talk about this. So, as we say, we we're constantly looking for feedback from any listener. We appreciate. We've been getting a lot of listens, and we really appreciate yeah. that. It's so awesome. We to see that people are uh, from all over the world are actually listening to our stupid voices. <laughs> it's amazing to me. We just keep talking about how mind-blown we are, but we thank you. Thank you, thank you for the support. We encourage you to reach out to us. Uh, if you've got any feedback, good or bad, uh, if you've got any comments to, to provide, certainly reach out, or if you have some show ideas, reach out to us as well. Uh, we can be reached very easily at uh, either instagram or twitter definitely more active on twitter yeah. you can get us at our handle at at wwtt pod uh also we do have an email address it's it's super long but <laughs> <laughs> it's wwtt at wrestling with the truth podcast.com so if you want to send us an email or whatever feel free you're not limited to the amount of characters you would have on twitter or whatever <laughs> and of course for myself, you can reach me at at BC Hunter WWTT, and you can uh, you can hit me up at J Myers WWTT on uh, Twitter and Instagram as well. Yeah, same for me. It's both Twitter and Instagram. But again, thank you for the listen, and I hope you're enjoying this as much as we are because we're having a blast yep. with this. Couldn't couldn't be having any more fun, and uh, as you can probably tell, we could talk hours on on wrestling, and we we have been so <laughs> we could, yeah, we definitely so, could. Uh, yeah, thank you, thank you for the listens and the likes and the sharing and the and the feedback. It's it's much appreciated. RJ, we're signing off from the blanket booth, and we are out of here. Too sweet. New, 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 new world.